Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of Lumia Sports. I'm your host, Demetrius Mason. Joining him, one Darnold Jones. And joined again by Tom. Triple D's, what it do. Awesome, awesome. And today, hey, man, finally, we are here. One day away from the playing game. All of the teams from regular season are all set up. Um, we have all of our matchups, so let's get right into the standings. Um, just going to go through the East 1 through 10 real quick. The Sixers are first, the Nets second, Bucks third, Knicks fourth, Hawks fifth, Heat sixth, Celtics, Wizards, Pacers, and Hornets all in that play-in game. And from the West, the Jazz get the first seed, the Suns second, Nuggets third, Clippers fourth, Mavs fifth, Blazers sixth, Lakers, Warriors, Grizzlies, and Spurs all in the playing game. So, darn on these last couple of days, what games did you see that kind of you know, impacted, obviously, this to get you excited for the play-in? Or what matchups are you looking forward to the most? So, it's a lot of them, right? So, obviously, the first one was Golden State and Memphis. Steph Curry put up 46 and proved why he had a chance to win MVP down the stretch. And I don't I don't think he wins it, but it was a really good performance and reminder why Golden State's going to be so dangerous heading into the playoff tournament and the play-in tournament. And Man, to me, I mean, Steph, Steph the real MVP. I mean, we don't have to go down that road again. but Right. I mean, the dude is going to score 46. And close the game with what he had three or four threes in the fourth. Just yeah. he had three in like those last two minutes. Yeah, it's gonna rain him down. Close the game. All right. Yeah, it was a really it was a really impressive performance by Portland last night. Portland won one thirty two one sixteen over Denver, and my guy Dave my Dollar came money, through. Bum. Run me my fucking money. You'll get in the off season. Gotcha. Run me my fucking money. He said he got to. So Dame came through, man. Like my man, my man got a my man got a roof over his head. Everything is well, man. <laughs> yeah, he does save that man his house. I wonder how much he won. It's a good point. I, hey man, I told y'all what was gonna happen. He had to keep it interesting. He was he was gonna beat the Jazz, lose his sons, and then boom, it was gonna come down to this. Yeah. And Jokic and all them played. Jokic half. and Porter and all them played, huh? Yeah, they only played the first half, dude. Oh. Uh, well still, they the first half was the blowout. It really was. The first half, they were up like 30. So, I mean, Jokic, the MVP was right there. No, the MVP was in Golden State. Busy putting up 46 and winning. (laughs) Hey, man. Yeah. I would love to give stuff MVP, but. Yeah. It's just too hard because. He started off a little slow, and he didn't really – he didn't – he wasn't – if he would have had a more complete season, 
then it would be hands down. Like, uh, when did they start off slow? Yeah, 50 in the first, like, three games, didn't they? The first two games when they got blown out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they definitely – yeah, them first James Wiseman games at center. Yeah, because Wiseman was the problem. They should have got LaMelo. And Draymond wasn't even healthy yet. Yeah, Draymond wasn't there yet <laughs> either. I don't even know. Said we said we weren't going down this road, but if you really look at it, they end the, they end the year with a six-game winning streak, and they're six games over five hundred. They led the league in scoring, and they're clearly not good. Okay. But but was it a triple double? <laughs> Go ahead, Darnell. Nice. Was it a triple double? This guy. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the difference. Yeah, I think a lot of the teams that you expected to win won games. Yeah. Like, down the stretch, the ones that were the real the, – the contenders, like, they won all their matchups. There was no upsets down the stretch. Like, except probably you look at Oklahoma City over the Clippers last night. That was a big tanking. Win for the for everybody not in Oklahoma City, so they're now tied for the fourth odds. It's gonna come down to a a coin flip for four and five now in the lot in lottery odds now odds now because of one win at the end of the season. So that's a bummer for their fans. Hey man, the Clippers had to avoid the Lakers in any means necessary in those first two rounds. That was the goal, and they did it. Yeah, that's that's one thing that definitely. But do, out, do they man. remember? <clears throat> hey man, they still beat the Mavs. Well, I guess the difference this year, the difference this year is that there's no Seth to cook Paul George. That's really the big. That's really the big difference. Their offense is gone. Really, it's going to be all on Luca and Chris Stapps now. Yep. And Kristaps going to get hurt. So unless Jalen gonna have to be Seth. I'm telling you, the Clippers are unconcerned with that reality. That's why they just lost three straight. <laughs> I'm sure they. I'm sure they were. They were hoping for. They were hoping for Mister. For Mister Nice Watch, though. Man, we all done. wanted. All right, let's just talk about the playoff. I guess the series that we already know are happening. Um, since we're right here, let's talk about the West. So you got the three and the six is going to be the Nuggets versus the Blazers, and the four and the five going to be Clippers, Mavericks. I think I speak for a lot of us when we just wanted that switch. We wanted the Mavs versus Nuggets and the Blazers versus the Clippers. Um, yep. Thought we could get it too because I thought the Mavs could go down to the six seed, but I guess not. so. So I learned. I, I was looking online at like why the fuck. So apparently, the Lakers had to lose. So Portland had the tra- Portland had the uh, tiebreaker over Dallas, but the Lakers had to lose because when it's a three-way tie, then whoever the division champion is gets the highest seed and yeah, Portland true. won the division. I had no idea until like this morning, but yeah, it's dumb, and I'm mad, but whatever. Because <laughs> guess guess what game going straight on NBA TV now. Portland and Denver, because nobody give a fuck. 
about that shit. <laughs> I give a fuck about that series. Damn, you got a Hall of Famer going up against an MVP and no one cares. No. Put them, bro. I don't even want to see one game on ESPN, bro. That shit should, should, should just be dedicated to NBA TV. It's <laughs> interesting. We still don't know who the Jazz are playing, so I don't know about that. Okay, I mean, <clears throat> unless they play the Grizzlies or the Spurs, the Jazz can be there. Jazz versus Warriors can be there. Obviously or Jazz versus appeal, Lakers can be there. Yeah, the appeal is the Lakers and the Warriors. You're not kicking yeah. them off national TV. But if the Jazz play somebody where they got to be the feature, then, yeah, they go on NBA TV. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, basically, you said there's two that go on NBA TV. So, Portland-Denver cemented. Like, that's no discussion. But – as long as the Lakers and the Warriors make it, then it's just going to have to be Clippers, Mavericks. Sorry, Luca. Sorry, Kawhi. Y'all just got to be the <laughs> other one. Y'all can get a game. Y'all can get an ESPN game, but y'all can't. Y'all can't get the the ABCs and the TNTs and all that. I'm pretty sure the way it works is it's one in each conference, or it's two, but it's like because there are like four games going to go on each night. Hmm. I think normally – I don't remember, actually. Well, we'll find out next week. Well, in a few days. <clears throat> I think normally what happens is, like, the Eastern Conference and Western Conference is split up between TNT and ESPN. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, they kind of do that more toward the conference finals, though, I think. Well, no, you might be right. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, so it's, been, it's been a while, man, since we watched the playoffs. Yeah. Did we watch the playoffs like five months ago? <laughs> that was a long time, man. <laughs> that was also way different. Remember, they were playing playoff games at like 1 o'clock. Yeah. One o'clock on a weekday. It was a wildly different situation. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get away with that one <laughs> anymore. That was love, honestly. That was great. Sure, I'll watch the Bucks beat up on somebody at one. Who cares? Fuck it. <laughs> beat up on the Magic, one o'clock. Oh, that bitch, rain one. Thanks. Yeah. Literally nothing else to do. Watch Vucevic get his one game. Yep. And speaking of which, man, we didn't talk about it yet, but the but the <clears throat> Bucks and Heat both fucked up to me. But I, like I was telling, I was talking to Dom. This is what they wanted. They wanted this low expectation. So either way, they lose in the first round. They both get the excuse. And Milwaukee not getting it. Nah, Milwaukee not getting that excuse. They can't lose in the first round. Miami, the Miami gets the excuse, but Milwaukee not getting it. Bro, they already calling Giannis. They already trying, you know, discredit Giannis's Hall of Fame career because he's already a Hall of Famer. But they already trying to discredit his whole Hall of Fame career. And you feel me? If he loses in the first round, after losing in the second round. After losing in the conference finals, I mean, 
people are going to look at them different. And obviously, Budenholzer is going to have to be released at that point. And where would they go from there? So there's going to be a lot. There's going to be way more questions if the Bucks lose in the first round than if Miami loses. Miami loses, hey, man, they did it last year. They went to the finals last year. They ain't got no – it don't matter. I think the Bucks get the excuse a little bit. They don't get the excuse, bro. We just you would want to see obviously the best four teams in the second round. And the Knicks and the Hawks are now first round matchup. Um, so Dom, what do you think about that? At this point, man, if they just gonna fight this stupid hard and they gonna do it all season, man. If they gonna win the season series against them, man. Let's go, Knicks. Hawks are about to kill these dudes. Hey, man, the Knicks won the season series, bro. That's all nice and good and cute. <laughs> now, Miami definitely did ruin everything. I mean, he made Sixers, he made Sixers fans happy. But aside from y'all, everybody else is, you know, kind of disappointed. Well, anybody that wants to see, you know, some good matchups, they're a little disappointed with that. I mean, the first round will be fine, but either way, even if the Heat – here's the problem. If the Heat beat the Bucks, then, like, what the fuck would they do against Brooklyn? Brooklyn going to sweep them. Yeah. Jimmy, not, Jimmy not taking one out of that. Nah, see, I don't know about all that. Just Jimmy not taking one at One at the most. One at the most. That'd be a five game series at best. Sleeping on Bam a little bit, but okay. Uh huh. You might be sleeping on Bam a little bit, but okay. Talking about the Brooklyn Nets. I'm not talking about the fucking I know exactly New York and the Atlanta Hawks. I'm talking about the Brooklyn Nets. They get one at best. You're just, a, you're just a downer today, man. We're trying to be excited about the playoffs. No, I'm excited. This guy's already just crediting second-round matchups. Jeez. There's a first-round matchup that I'm I'm begging for, I'm pleading for, and all I need is for Russ and Beal to do their thing against this bum-ass Celtics team because it's sitting right there now. Yeah. I think I think we were gonna be able to get it, as 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 nice as as cool as it would be for for Russ and Beal to play Embiid and Simmons. That's not what we here to see. They said you the odd man out. <laughs> they they went they went and gathered everybody else from that team from that old team and said you the one that was the problem. And we see every time he plays them. Every time he plays him, especially, then he just teamed with him. Every time, but every time he plays him, especially, bro, he gonna give it his all. And we need that Russell Westbrook versus Kevin Durant playoff series that we never got in the uh, that we never got in the West. They both in the East now. Harden right there with them. Let's go. It's gonna be an easy series. Yeah. I don't know. Washington, I think Washington can sneak one or two. So Washington definitely can't win, too. 
Wait, hold on. Lee yes, yes, Wade. yes, yes. You're, the question you're about to ask, yes, I do think the Wizards have a better chance. Yes. That's just ridiculous. I believe in the Wizards beating the Nets more than I believe in the Heat beating the Nets. However, I believe just in the Heat. I be- beat the however, however, okay. however, okay. I, I would believe in the Heat beating y'all more than I would believe in the Wizards beating y'all. I think the Heat match up better with y'all than Brooklyn, but I think the Wizards match up better with Brooklyn than the Heat do. That's just not true. I don't even know how to Is tell it? you how you're incorrect. It's just not accurate. <laughs> if they're both just going to be great at offense and bad at defense, the Wizards are better at offense than the Heat. Yeah, but they don't, again, play any defense, though. Jimmy Butler's like the best defender in the league. Who we stopping? Tell me which one of them he's stopping. No, depending on which one they want him to guard. To be honest with you, is he stopping any of them? He's not stopping Kyrie. He's not stopping Harden. He's not stopping Durant. I don't know. I know he's not. <laughs> man, my man really sleep on Jimmy. Crazy. Yeah, crazy. Jimmy is, Jimmy is <laughs> superstar. I, I believe he is superstar. I just don't think he's stopping Durant, Harden, or Kyrie, which is fair. You don't gotta stop him. He's gotta slow him down. They gotta pick which one. He can rotate on Harden. Like... can bother KD. I'm watching PJ Tucker bother KD. Ariza can bother him. Hey, man, all I'm saying is I think the Wizards have a better chance against Brooklyn than Miami. No, yeah, we hear you. We, we heard the ridiculousness. We got it. We got you <laughs> on the record to say that. Bro, if, if, if it was anybody else, I got, I got faith. I got, I got faith in that dude, bro. I mean, full wearing his <laughs> Huh? I think they have a better chance to beat the Nets than the defending Eastern Conference champs. What are you talking about? Hey man, all I'm saying is I think the Wizards better chance of beating the um Nets than the than the Heat do. I know. I know that yeah, you just repeated what I just said. All right. So moving on, we got the Eastern Conference playing games on the eighth. <clears throat> we get the Pacers versus the Hornets and the Celtics versus the Wizards. Um, Darnell, I'm going to start with you. Who wins each one of those matchups? Pacers versus Hornets and Celtics versus Wizards. This is tough, right? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't like either. I don't like any of the four teams, yeah. but if I had to pick, I'm probably leaning towards, I'm leaning towards an upset. I'm leaning towards the Hornets to get upset. Uh, so I'm gonna take the Pacers, and I'm gonna go with the Celtics beating the Wizards. Whoa! Is the Hornets an upset? <laughs> no, but like you would, they, they have the probably worst more people. Yeah, yes, yeah, true. Barely, but yeah, good point. Yeah, their favorite probably, but the Pacers are good. Like no. 
the Hornets aren't either. So. <laughs> it's just like they got Lamelo, and you would yeah. think like, all right, they got Lamelo now. Lamelo's probably gonna win Rookie of the Year, so nah, they would get more. I don't know, man. The way the way I've been seeing the national media covering Lamelo, I think he still might win Rookie of the Year, man. He should. I'm. Hey, man. Y'all, y'all know ball, ball family for life over here, man. You know, I, you know, I rep them every time I can, bro. But Lamelo don't even. It's not Lamelo. He deserved it, huh? He's not rookie of the year. It's not Lamelo, bro. It's it's Ant Man. Ant Man. Ant Man going. Ant Man been going crazy the whole time. Lamelo be folding too much since he came back. Yes. Ant Man got it. And if the Timberwolves just gonna keep winning games, even though they're not supposed to, <laughs> like, oh, he got it then. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just telling y'all, prepare yourselves. And the Pacers. Put it upset. Okay. I would yeah. be. I mean, man, it would be incorrect. Uh, there are bigger fish to fry as far as these awards. So. <laughs> also, we can. I mean, we can talk about. I mean, the season's over now. We can talk about all of our awards now. I mean, not like when, when we're done the standings and everything. Yeah, man, we're getting there. All right, can you answer the question? Celtics, Wizards, Pacers, Hornets. We got. My heart is telling me the the Wizards are going to beat the um the Celtics, and um. For Charlotte, Indiana. That's not your answer. Huh? Your answer. Yeah. Yeah, I said Washington. Washington's going to be Boston, yeah. And then um, I think Indiana's going to be Charlotte. I just think – I think Sabonis and Levert are better than – it de- It depends, though, because Miles Turner's still not there. And I saw – but Charlotte just don't be scoring <laughs> when they have to. Charlotte, as bad as, as bad as I thought the Knicks were in the fourth, bro – in the clutch, bro. Charlotte, Charlotte is garbage in the fourth quarter, bro. They yeah. they're really bad. They're yeah. terrible in the fourth quarter. Huh? I told you their real closer ain't there. He's not there. Gordon gone. End of the year, right there. They were okay without Lamelo. They could still win some of them. They were they were bad without Lamelo too, though. They were bad without both of them. They were winning it. Gordon wasn't healthy that much lower than but they were okay during that point. They were still around the five and six. We were like, how are they still up here? Gordon got hurt. Season over. That's exactly what happened. You may just remember it. We were like, wow, they're kind of still – but we just hope that they get the four or five so Lamelo gets back. But as soon as Gordon went down, it was a wrap. Yeah. You see, they yeah. can't – they needed those 20 a game. Yeah. One of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nah, it's true. Every, every random mismatch Gordon got where he could somehow slither his way to the basket, every little mid-range jumper was occasional for these things every single point. I mean, we know what Charlotte's problem is, though. <laughs> Their highest-paid players, injury-prone as fuck. So. Yeah, sure. Put $30 million in that man, and we know he's injury-prone. So... Um. I'm gonna take the. I'm gonna take. So it's Kemba Tatum. I'm. 
I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Celtics over the Wizards and the Pacers to beat the Hornets. Um, I just think for the Celtics, they have a defender who can bother one of those two. That's what I mean. Obviously, we know it's going to come down to Kemba Love. I just don't think anyone's going to be able to do anything with Jason Tatum. Also, I watched Bradley. He kind of struggled early. He did go off in the fourth, save the day, for real. But I was going to say, if he's still hurt, if he's still like visibly hurt the way he was, then yeah, the Celtics definitely got definitely Celtics got a better chance, huh? It's happening tomorrow, so you know that video game is going to be about the same. If not a little worse, he just played. Yeah, not gonna get better from here. So yeah, I'll tell you about what it is. Um, so Darnell, you had the Celtics, and you had the Celtics Pacers winning. So that means you have the Wizards Pacers playing game. Who do you think wins out of that one? I think the Wizards win that one, and they get the eighth seed, and they end up playing the Sixers in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the Celtics, Pacers. Who you got? Um, Indiana. Wow. I was thinking about it. I honestly think if the Celtics lose this game, the Wizards they will give up. But I have the Celtics winning, so I'm gonna take the Wizards over the Pacers. It's a theory. If the Wizards beat the Celtics, I really do think they're gonna be like, "Why the fuck?" <laughs> Should we go? <laughs> team. One of them faking an injury. I'm telling you right now. Both are going to have a nagging knee injury. It'll be Kemba. It's got to be Kemba. It could not hurt like that. Kemba makes sense. Then they go have the well, you know, oh, well, you know Tatum, ever since Tatum had COVID, though, he's been talking, though. He's been talking like every week. About how he hasn't felt the same since he had COVID. So he said it at least once a month. So you feel me? I mean, again, we saw him with, we saw him put up fifty and sixty after. So he's been snapping, so that's a little that's a little garbage, but okay. You didn't give him credit, but whatever. Um, so there you have it. Dom has the Pacers and Wizards getting out of the plan. And me and Darnell have the Celtics and the Wizards doing it. So let's go to the West real quick. You got the Lakers versus the Warriors and the Grizzlies versus the Spurs in the play-in game. Um, Dom, who do you have winning out of that one? Got the um, got the Lakers winning. The um, I want I wanted to say the Warriors so bad, but it's the Lakers. Lakers gonna win this one. They they not fucking around now. Um, the Lakers going to get it, and then um, Golden State. Oh, wait, between Memphis and San Antonio. Um, oh, yeah, Memphis kills them every single time. So, <laughs> I'm going to give it to Memphis. San Antonio can't hang with them ever. So, Darnell, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so, I'm going to take – it's going to be boring, but I'm going to take the Lakers, and I'm going to take the Grizzlies as well. Same, same as Dom. I know it's lame as hell. <laughs> as well. I blame I blame LeBron for all of this. It's the full record. Yeah, I agree. It's all his fault. We could have really got the best playing game of all time. And it would have been it would have been the best of all time for a while. 
Mr. Time. Mr. Time. I see it. Or even worse, they're just going to be on his ass because Schroeder can possibly do that. He's going to bubble him all game. Or how seriously they're going to – because they really could just just be like, all right, we're just going to make Draymond score 20, not let Joel do anything. (laughs) It's going to be like that. Um, But so we all have the Grizzlies playing the Warriors. um, Repeat of Sunday. Uh, Dom, who do you have winning on? A repeat of Sunday. <laughs> okay. Makes sense. Darnell, who you got? Not a repeat of Sunday, but the same result nonetheless. I don't have Steph Curry going off of 46. Maybe I got him going off of 36, but I still got him winning nonetheless. Yeah, I'm taking the words. I was watching this game and I was trying to tell Dom. The, the whole issue with the Grizzlies, actually, is their bench isn't good enough because Brandon Clark's not good enough. And the Warriors' bench has shown an explosion recently with Jordan Poole. Um, and JTA being a backup dream on green, which I pointed out, and I'm watching, like, wow. They put them both out there, and I'm like, wow, they really do have two dream on greens. Who, you know, all that means is they can both work off of Steph, but, hey. Steph, J- well, well, Juan, Juan can shoot threes a little bit better, so. A little bit. Draymond can shoot him a little bit. But Juan's a little better. Um, Those are our matchups. So let's get into, I guess, these awards. All right, guys. So let's get into just a couple of awards. We've talked about a lot of them at MVP. Um, You know, rookie of the year, obviously. So we just want to talk about a couple we normally don't talk about. So, Coach of the Year, I'm going to start with Dom, who made the outlandish Coach of the Year remark. You guys remember earlier in the season? Yeah, he's still a top. He's still a top three candidate. So, okay. So, Dom, who's your Coach of the Year in the NBA? So, I'll give my top three. My top three are Tom Thibodeau, Doc Rivers, and Quinn Snyder. And my answer will be Tom Thibodeau. All right, thanks. He did get them from 20 wins to 41, doubled their wins on the 10 last games, uh, parable season from Thibodeau. Uh, Darnell, what were your thoughts? Yeah, it was Thibodeau. He was the hands-down favorite, or he's the hands-down winner. Anytime you can double up a projected win total, you know, from Vegas, like Vegas, the Vegas Sharks are usually pretty all point. So for them to get something that wrong, that means that, he did a hell of a job coaching that team and getting them above expectations. So I got them to winning the award. Yeah, from the beginning of the season, we thought that he would wear them down. We laughed at him, but he had to wear them down because there was not much talent on the team. Um, he got his one guy, one guy he needed to at least have a bench. And since then, they've been going crazy. Um, they got New York all excited to lose in six to Atlanta. So. <laughs> Good job, Thibodeau. Did all he he's getting every inch he pops to that team. Quinn Snyder to me is a close second, but he already got it. I think that's the reason he kind of can't. You said Quinn Snyder. Yeah. If Quinn Snyder didn't, he got one before, right? I believe so. He got one recently. Like I want to say, like the last two, three years. So 
You could definitely give it to him again, in my opinion. He just want to make the Jazz the first seed. See, the problem the problem with the Suns is that the real coach is Chris Paul, which yeah. means <laughs> no, the problem with the Suns is that Monty Williams fucks up everything. <clears throat> so I watch him fuck up things, and I'm like, there's just no way. Well, remember he took Jay Crowder out the rotation for a little bit when they were rolling for no reason and put Cam Johnson for, again, no reason at all. No, he hasn't. Quinn Snyder hasn't won Coach of the Year before. Yeah, he, he hasn't. hasn't. He no, hasn't. he won it. He won in the G League. Damn. All right. Give it to Quinn then. Sorry, tip it up. <clears throat> Give it to Quinn. They shouldn't be the first seed. They shouldn't win fifty-two and twenty. There's just no way. So you know what? Sorry, Tibbs. They had one. So CBS's top five candidates are. Um, it was, it was Quinn Snyder, Doc Rivers, Steve Nash, Monty Williams. You can put that away. Terry Stotts. Throw that list in the trash. What <laughs> <laughs> they're talking about? That's why they don't get NBA games. We didn't ask them. Yeah, that's why they cover the NFL completely. <laughs> yeah. Um. Not Terry Stotts. Anyway, um, <laughs> so moving on, most improved player, uh, Darno, who do you got winning that one? I'm going to stick with a similar theme. Um, it's about Nick's tape, and I'm going Julius Randle. I think he had the best break. I think he was the breakout player of the year mm-hmm. pretty much because just what he was last year and his reputation throughout his career, he just – Tickets to a new heights and his new facilitating that he showed this year and just being a triple-double threat every night and leading the Knicks to the four seed. Like, those are all things that no one saw coming, and I got to give Julius Randle his credit. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you? Right. So my top three candidates yeah. are going to be um, Julius Randle, Colin Sexton, and um, De'Aaron Fox, I would, I would, I would have put Jeremy Grant up there too, but Jeremy Grant just he just stopped playing towards the end of the season. But yeah. um, but um, I say of all of them, obviously Julius Randle, he he took his team to the playoffs. As we all know, the Cavaliers, you know, been struggling. Also, the um, the Kings suck. So you feel me? Even though De'Aaron got hurt for that too, but when De'Aaron was there, he was putting up the numbers, and they still weren't winning like that. So. I'm going to give it to Julius Randle. Julius Randle was in semi-serious MVP discussions. So, yeah. so about this season. Um, he, he was the 10th seed at one point in time. Yep. So, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's Julius Randle. Never thought. I thought it happened. Um. So I want to go on to something interesting, um, something I just thought of recently. You guys don't know what I'm about to say. It's fun. Um, which players, coaches, even you could say organizations, have the most to gain from this postseason and, like, the most to lose? So who's in the most danger? You could say losing a job, killing the organization with a loss, things like that. And who has the most to, you know, possibly gain? 
realistically, I want to go by a team. I kind of want to go on a team by team basis if we're going to do this. I kind of, I kind of want to do that. Okay. Right. Then go ahead and do it then. <clears throat> All right. So for Philadelphia, biggest to um, the player that has the most to lose out here. Well, I think, I think, I think Ben Simmons. Even though, even though it's not, even though you feel me, he's it's not gonna affect him like that. You feel me? I just think Ben Simmons is the one with the most to lose because everybody's just gonna know. Like everybody's been saying it, and if Embiid's just gonna have an MVP season, if Doc gonna give them the record, you feel me? If Doc's, if Doc's gonna improve their record by this much and everything, then you know, I think Ben's just gonna have to be the one to blame out here. And the fact that now they, the thing is. If they make the conference finals and lose to the Nets, that's the only that's the only scenario where they'll be okay. But if they lose in the second round, which obviously you know, the Heat not being in it makes that makes that a lot less likely. But you feel me? If they were to lose to the Hawks in the second round, or even by chance they lose to the Celtics or whoever in the first round or whoever, then you feel me? I think Ben's gonna be the one to look after that. Who got the most to gain then? <clears throat> for the for the 76ers? Yeah. You're the one who wanted to do team by team, so that's where we're here now. All right, so I think the most to gain is oddly enough, I think he's also the most to gain from this one. Cause I think he's because he's he is He is the one that has like the um he's the X factor of the team for real. So well Tobias is the X factor, but he's the one that you know gets all the attention for his flaws. So if they win a title in spite of his flaws, you feel me? He's he's not gonna gain like it's gonna it's gonna continue to prompt him to not work on his skills. <laughs> but <laughs> at this point, nobody can complain to him about it anymore. <laughs> so it's either going to be him or Doc that has the most to has the most to gain, though. But again, if Doc folds this, then he's going to look just as bad as he looked last year, and every other time he blew a three-one lead and all that. So, Darnell, who's got the most in, to gain and lose from the Sixers playoff success? I think the most to gain is probably going to be Ben Simmons because he's he has a he has the highest floor. But we don't know where his ceiling is. So if he can, he has, if he can put up closer to 20 points a game, obviously he probably won't do that. But if he can average something like closer to that, then he can really launch himself into more of an all NBA consideration. I think obviously Embiid's already there. And the most to lose is Embiid because Embiid can't go from putting up an MVP regular season to fold it in the postseason. Like, it just can't happen. Yeah. You got the one seed. You did everything that you could. Like, you can't, like, there's nothing stopping him now. So, now he's just got to do it. I do think, though, if they lose to the Nets in the conference finals, I think they'll be fine. But if, hypothetically, the Bucks beat the Nets in the second round, I don't think they can lose to the Nets and be fine. I mean, the Bucks. I mean, yeah, the Bucks. I don't think they can lose to the Bucks and be fine. Yeah, I would say I actually agree. Most to lose is Embiid because he's gonna get blamed if he doesn't play well. We expect the other guys not to play well. 
That's a lot. But he could get a double and not play well. Like I said, he did against the Heat and still. Like, hey, what is Embiid doing? Well, no one else going to do anything. But a situation that they're in. I think the most to gain if they were to really make a run would be Tobias Harris. Because he would have to be their second best player. There's no way. I've seen him enough to know that Ben can't be the second, or at least the second best scorer at the very least. And to do that, to get to a finals, he'd have to average about 25 a game, basing it off history, really. So if he goes and does that, I actually think Tobias Harris would be, everyone would be, damn, he really, he really going crazy. He's snapping on the Bucks or Nets or whoever. But, you know, he also, again, if he doesn't, no one's going to care. It's going to be all about Embiid. It's my answer on that one. Um, debating. Let's do the top. Let's do the most. <laughs> I don't want to do interesting teams. We don't got, we don't got to talk about the uninteresting ones. All right, we'll do the Nets. Who's got the most lose from a Nets postseason? Um, Darnell or Sony? The most to gain is obviously it's going to be the one that's not done it before. It's going to be James Harden. James Harden's the one that he made it to one finals. We know his postseason struggles. Everything's been documented. So can he lead a team which you have all of the pieces? There's no excuses. And we now we need to see you do it. And the most to lose is Steve Nash because if this thing doesn't go well, then he's the one that's going to get fired because the players are already in place. And when you can't make a move regarding personnel, you got to make it regarding the coaching staff. And that's what's going to happen. So when you say it doesn't work, do you mean like a second round loss? That'd be- if they don't, if they don't make it to the finals. Okay. Steve Nash is out of there. Damn. Um, <clears throat> I actually disagree. I think the one the, with the most to lose is James Harden. I think if James Harden is – I think if they lose and James Harden's there and he's the only one that hasn't won one between the three, then everybody's going to look at him like, damn, bro, you really just can't do it. So I think he's going to be the one that has the most to lose. I think most of the game is Kyrie. Just because – I think because Kyrie's like – He's the most – he's the one that shoots the most. He's going to be the most prolific scorer out there. And he's the one that, like, when things stagnate, you feel me, that – like, like we were we were having discussions before, right, and we were talking about top ten point guards of all time, and we never even mentioned Kyrie. So, like, I think if Kyrie does this and he's, like, the main guy, if he wins finals MVP or something like that, then I think that, you know, Kyrie's just – he's going to propel himself into a top 10 point guard discussion for sure. If not, I won't say top five, but he'll at least be top 10 if he can win finals MVP with this one. I think the answer to both is James Harden. James Harden could go from either the best player in the league to literally like a complete choke job that no one ever thinks going to win a championship. It could be either one of those two things based off of this postseason. And it might, and the crazy thing is, it might not even be its fault. KD, is KD and Curry both candy and efficient? Not impossible for that to happen. But one guy. It's impossible for KD to be efficient. <laughs> KD has games, man, in big situations where he's 
showing. I haven't seen it, man. Uh, you just don't remember them. That's I mean, all. it was it was it was about five years ago. He he did he did have a one against Golden State. I give you that three. <laughs> yeah, one. It's the all it's all all the games. It was game five, six, and seven. It was awful, but you don't expect it. I'm just but saying. It right there, so. But if it if it did happen, what I'm saying is is people wouldn't look at it because again, he has to. Kyrie could. People wouldn't look at it. It'd be James. But if James explodes, because remember, he was the MVP candidate, and everyone was like, wow, is he the best player in the league? He can really get that consideration. So, to me, it's wildly different outcomes for James Harden either way. A lot to gain, a lot to lose. Because, if he, again, if he wins it, hey, man, you look and you're like, all right, now we now have to rejudge his all-time status, blah, blah, this, that, the other. If he loses it, again, you got to rejudge his all-time status a little bit. Goes, he goes down if he loses this for real. So, like, he can never be, even if he were to win later, he can never be in the discussion with the best ever. And so, like, there. where would you place him now? Obviously, you know, not Kobe, Jordan, but, like, when you talk about the Allen Iversons, when you talk about the Dwayne Waves, we talk about like Clyde Drexler, you know. All the those players. are all yeah, some that's... random players. Huh? Those are all in the same category. Guards, but Clyde was a forward. There was Clyde a shooting guard. Clyde was more of a three. That's why I thought I, thought I, thought, I thought that's why Jordan took it disrespectfully. <laughs> took it personally. <laughs> it's everything personally. Yeah, that's true. I think James Harden is the. I think he's the. the, I got him as. I got him ahead of D Wade, honestly. Yeah, if he loses this one, he's not. He can't be. Yeah. Dwayne Wade did it the one time. Yeah, but he did it. Like, yeah, I'm saying. By himself. He did do it the one time. Well, not by himself. He had Shaq, but. Yeah, but Shaq was folding. Not folding, but he Dwayne Wade averaged like 38 a game in those. Yeah, that was D Wade was the catalyst of that championship, even though he did have Shaq on his team. Easy. It was old, still not really carrying that much Shaq. Like yeah. Same when Kobe ran out. Yeah. That was two years later. <laughs> so <laughs> So you're saying hard is about like third, fourth also. Um, I got him third. I have him third, but he can he can drop, and he can't he can't he can't rise up to that level yet. But he can if he if he ends up winning like he got to win like two three million outside of this one. He can get up there. He can get to Kobe range. Well, he can get to Michael. He can get to Kobe range. It would really depend. He he'd have to win a lot more, but he already has the other things: MVP and scoring titles. Yeah. Unduplicable game. I guess. So you think he's closer to Kobe than he is to Wade? No, that's not what I said. It's not what I said at all. Yeah. I said he's got to win two or three more after this one. He's like oh, three championships away from that. I mean, yeah. But I'm saying if he loses this one, it's all over. It doesn't matter. It, there's no way. I'm saying 
for him to be like even even any time to enter that discussion, he has to win this. Or else, to me, he's under D Wade until further evaluation. I think if he loses this one and wins next year, he's still under D Wade to me, because it would be really bad, unless 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 they they played LeBron in the finals, and LeBron just goes completely crazy, and LeBron just turns into the goat for sure. Yeah. I mean, if he's just that, then fine. But he can't lose to the Sixers or the Bucks. Can't. Cannot. And be over D-Wade. Can't have him. They're better. Sizably more talented, at least. Right? Yeah. Um, I'm going to skip these next two teams because I don't care about either one of them or that series. You don't care about Milwaukee? Oh, my bad. I, forgot. I was thinking. I was, I was fast-forwarding. You were um, thinking about Nixon Hawks. Yeah, Nixon Hawks. Yeah. I'm skipping. So they're not going that far. Um Dom with the Bucks, who has the most to gain, the most to lose in their playoff. That's really the answer. All right, so most to lose. That's tough. Because it's between both of them. Yep. Because one of them could lose his job, but the other dude, he never gonna hear the end of it. <laughs> so like uh it's almost co <laughs> I want I want to say it's co for both answers for real. Eh, Giannis would gain more if he wins than Buddha Hoser would, but I think both of them have the same amount to lose. Because I I really do think if if they lose if they lose in the first round, Buddha Hoser gone. But at the same in the same breath, if Giannis loses in the first round, he's never gonna hear the end of it. They can't lose in the first round, especially. They can they can lose to the Nets, and people be like, eh, Giannis got to put up some fight, though. Giannis can't be out there and not do shit. Giannis got to do what he did to them in the regular season. Not say, I'm not saying he can't or won't, but you feel me? That's 37 a game? Yeah, he does, actually. He got to score at least, like, he got he to be over 30. He got to be over 30 a game. Damn, Giannis. He, gotta, he has to. I'm not saying he has to beat them. He just has to excel against them, at least. But um, for most to lose, just both of them, for real. But most again, if Giannis, if Giannis can beat the Nets, if Giannis can beat the Nets and then win a finals, you can't deny you can't deny him as I don't know if he's top five, but you you at least can't deny him as a top ten power forward of all time. I think the most of game is Giannis. Giannis can propel himself into a different category as far as where you will rank him on all-time status because he would instantly be up there with the greatest all-time European players of all time, right? Dirk only got one. (laughs) Exactly. So he he would instantly be up there. And – if he lost in the first round, he will instantly become one of those players that you say, okay, he's overrated. He probably can't get it done on the big stage. Can he be a, a number one? All the questions arise. So I think he has the most to gain and most to lose for the Bucks. Most to lose to me is Boonozer. I think in the national media's eyes, I already know he's an idiot, but – if you just watch for a series, and yeah, Giannis could play bad, 
I already know what they're going to do. They're going to play the zone. And if Boonhoser can't figure it out again for the second straight time, and Eric Spolster just coaches circles around him again, then, you know, yeah. Um, most again, I I agree that it's Giannis, but I kind of want to go somewhere else. I think second most again, I'll even say that, would be like Drew Holiday. Because I see a potential out of Drew I didn't see before. And if he can just play with Kyrie, he would be better than Simmons in a series. And to me, he'd be better than Schroeder. He could be the second guy on a team that makes a big run. Because, you know, with Giannis, they can make that run. I don't know. I think, I think it would kind of change people's eyes to him. But obviously, it's Giannis. Because talking about him possibly being the GOAT. So, this is the time. And he would bring loyalty back. So, yeah. That was just to say. So, yeah, like I said, skipping these other two. We go to the Heat. So, who for the Heat has the most to gain and most to lose from this postseason run? I'm going to start with Doc. You said me? Yeah, you. Um, most to gain. If Jimmy do it again, then you feel me. You can't, you can't, at this point, you wouldn't be able to deny his superstar the superstar talent that he is. He might propel himself into the Hall of Fame if he if he can do it again. Like even though he hasn't won any awards for real, I think if he can if he can finesse a team to two different finals, or even if he can put up a fight against the Nets where it's like, damn, they really could have beat them almost. I think I think Jimmy has a lot to gain. Or even if Bam, Bam's another one where if they win these series and they go deep and even threaten the Nets in any sort of way, then I think Bam could propel himself. He was an all-star before, but he could definitely propel himself into top five center in the league territory. And then most to lose. Hmm. Most to lose. I would say, I would say Tyler. I think Tyler Hero has been most to lose out of all of them just because you know, he had the song about him, and he excels so heavy in the playoffs. And we've seen that recently he's been, you know, stepping his game back up. And we've been, and you know, you were saying that he got men Manu Ginobili-type potential. And, again, it's only his second season, but people are going to start looking at him crazy if he if he's the reason that they sell. So I think Tyler's the one with the most to lose. Darnell, what are your thoughts? I think the person with the most to gain is Jimmy Butler, obviously. Like Dom said, it's going to be up in the air whether he's a superstar or not. But if he, you know, has a great run again this year, it's going to be undeniable. And when you're talking superstars, that's what you kind of look for. Is it undeniable? Is it questionable? And right now, Jimmy Butler is a little borderline. He's questionable borderline. So he's on the outs. But uh, a fantastic run again could just – catapult him into the category and I think the most to lose is tough because honestly after the run they made last year I don't think anyone has anything they can really lose I think Tyler Hero is a good option because the way he finished the bubble compares to where his season he's probably the, the candidate you would lean towards mm-hmm. so I would probably lean towards saying Tyler Hero is just like Dom yeah, <clears throat> I actually would go – I actually think Bam has the most to gain because 
we still don't talk about them during the regular season. We only talk about them. We only talked about them really once all year, and that was against the Sixers. Um, but if he were to just to if he were to just continue to, to somehow, obviously with Jimmy there, but if he were just to continue to somehow rise, he'd be easy, you know, to me top three center in the league conversation if they were to make another run. Because you know, I even forgot till I was watching the Heat Celtics game. And they went back to last year, and they said, "Oh, they talked about the block on Tatum." I was like, "Yeah, he did do that. Like, he did do everything." He oh yeah. But yeah, and I think a lot of it, a lot of it, you know, kind of forgetting about him is because he got hurt in the finals for real. Because he was, he did everything possible to get them there. I mean, he was killing the Bucks. He was killing the Celtics. Had the big block defensively. He's great. Um, great passer as well. He's kind of their whole offense. Him and Jimmy. So <clears throat> like that. That's the thing with that. Most to lose. I'd agree. Tyler Hero. Just because, you know, he's got a lot to gain, too, but he also can't sell. And we now know what he can do. So if they play the Bucks and he's just awful, well, we you know that's about. Let's go to the Western Conference. Um, skip a couple of these teams. But we're going to start. talk about Boston? Huh? <laughs> no, I don't. Um, we're gonna start... No, I don't. We're going to start with the Jazz and – who has the most to gain or lose from their postseason success? And we'll start with Darnell. Do not interrupt me. So, Darnell, who has the most to gain and lose from the Jets? <laughs> I think the first one with the most to gain is Rudy Gobert. Um, I think he's – we we kind of overlook Rudy a lot because right he's him. won these Defensive Player of the Year awards. And a lot of times we kind of – take him for granted. So if he can go on a run this year with the Jazz, I think he's just like just like Bam. Like the same is true for Rudy. Like he can put himself in that top three category and can he play up to the contract that he signed? Like all of that's still in play for him. I think the most to lose is Donovan because they've been playing well without him. And can and if he comes in and he messes up the chemistry or they don't go on a deep run into the postseason, then we're going to look at him and say, okay, maybe he's just a replaceable guy that they could just plug and play. And it's not Donovan that's the catalyst behind the success. He's just a cog in the engine. Like So that's just something to watch out for regarding the, the Jazz. Yeah. I think most to gain. Hmm. I said Dom over your thoughts. Oh, uh, um, I think most to gain is Donovan. I think Donovan can propel himself into a superstar for real. Like we already talked about how he's borderline and you know this postseason can really be the one. If he takes them, if he takes them to eat depending on who he plays. If he plays the Lakers and beats them, he's a superstar. I don't care. If he um if he beats the Warriors, eh. But if he goes, if he if he make if he, if he makes it to the conference finals, and you feel me, he he'll he'll be a superstar if he puts up you know good performances and stuff like that. I actually flip with with you. I think I think Gobert's the one with the most to lose. I was I was thinking maybe Conley, but I don't think people think highly enough of Conley to like be like yeah yeah he be the nah. I think it'd be Gobert because then it'd just be like damn. Y'all had the y'all had home court advantage. Y'all did all that. 
hey, you really still just a problem just because when you're outside the paint, you're, for one, you don't have much of an offensive game. game, And then when you're outside the paint, you're pretty much a complete liability. So people are just going to look at him and be like, damn, you can't be the second best player on the team because for right now, he's the second best player on the team. So at that point, he would have – I, I just think he would have to – he would be the third best player. He would have to be the third best player on a, on a really good team. So, I think Gobert is the one with the most to lose. Tough. Um, I think most of the game – I think most of the game will be Donovan Mitchell because if you think about what happened last year, they, they left seven-game series, and he scored 50 all the time. People just don't even – think about it. He also did exactly what Dane did, which is beat the Thunder, and people just don't think about it. So he's got to clearly do, I don't know, something better. But as we saw last year, and I would agree mostly is Rudy Gobert, he still got the blame. Because you can't really blame the dude who's scoring 50, but if you if you go on blame a two-time, three-time defense player of the year, Hall of Famer, that's kind of, and he's going to get blamed every time they lose. That kind of is a big, obviously, thing on the legacy. And to me, I would just go Rudy because I think it's just more likely that they lose because of him than they do because of Donovan. Only because you look at their first-round possible matchup, and it would be, if we assume the Lakers are going to win, because I think they're just going to try super-duper hard to beat Steph, we assume that it's going to be the Warriors or the Grizzlies, and they would have to beat the Jazz by taking him out of the paint. Wouldn't bully him down low, obviously. But I don't think either one of those teams would stop Donovan either. So the path to victory is get pick and rolls and get Rudy outside of the paint. You know? Um, and I, I just don't think I think if I don't think Donovan would be the problem against them. I think they're gonna lose the second round with the Clippers and the Mavs. Even if like Kawhi or Luca went crazy, you should, again couldn't really blame Donovan for them being super duper stars. You know, maybe you could be like, man, I want that to be a little better. But I feel like if they get to the second round, I don't think anyone would really lose anything in a weird way. If they lost to the Clippers. If they lost to the Mavs, maybe. Lost to the Clippers, eh. You know what I mean? Eh. All right. But moving on to the Suns, um, most to gain or lose. I'm going to start with Dom. Who do you think? Who I think has most to uh, gain. Most to gain is Chris Paul. Chris Paul, if Chris Paul can take them to a finals, then you feel me? I, even if he loses, even if he goes to the finals and loses, just the fact that he was able to take, you know, the Suns to the finals, that would be amazing for his career. And most to lose, just because people already don't have expectations of him anyway. It would be, I mean, like people already don't have expectations for Chris Paul to take them to the finals any, anyway. And as we talked a lot about it, it's going to have to fall on Booker. And, you know, I think that this if, – if Booker if Booker doesn't – isn't able to, you know, perform well in the playoffs, this is going to be his first playoff. So, he's, so if he underperforms, that's going to be a horrible look for him. He went crazy in the bubble last year. And us uh, – he arguably should have won bubble MVP over Lillard. But mm-hmm. if he goes into the playoffs and then, you know, he doesn't – perform then that's going to be a bad look for him so i think he has the most to lose i got the opposite i think the most to gain is devin booker 
I think he can establish himself as a superstar, just like a lot of these players that we're starting to see established in the playoffs. And he can – he's one of the most talented non-superstars that we have. So I can see him making a crazy run in the playoffs and scoring a lot of points and just being one of those all NBA kind of guys. And he's not there yet, but he has all the potential to be there. And I think the most lose is Chris Paul, because if he does it again, where he folds in the postseason and then all of the good karma that he got from taking the Thunder to the playoffs and taking the Phoenix Suns to the playoffs and getting them to number two seed. All that goes out the window. It's okay, but he has no regular season or he has no postseason success, so it's all for nothing. So I think he has the most to lose. I think I, I want to make a caveat real quick. Um, I think the most again I agree is Devin Booker because he has the highest possible go crazy. You know what I mean? I think we all acknowledge – we've said that Chris Paul can't really carry them, then I have no expectation of him carrying them in the playoffs this year. I think most to lose comes with a caveat to me. The caveat being, if they play the Lakers, no one loses anything just because, you know, whatever. But they'd be like, oh, man, the Suns had to go up against the chance fine. But they don't end up in that situation. I think most to lose actually is Monty Williams because they, they can't lose to the Warriors in the first round. And you could say you could say that would be Chris. I don't Paul. think it's any shame in losing to the Warriors in the first round. I think it's shame, but I think it's like, damn, you got the better team. So now yeah, let me take that. If they lost to the Warriors, let me think. Actually, I don't think it would be Monty Williams. I think it would be Chris Paul because it'd be like it would be Chris Paul because it'd be like, damn, again, like not again. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he can't lose to him again. Not as like the favorite. Can't do that. Not no. with a way better team. You know, so that'll be my opinion on that one. Um <laughs> all right. So I'm gonna yeah, hilarious, right? I'm gonna <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna stick with nuggets only because I think I don't think anyone has anything to lose, and I think Jokic has most to gain. Do we all agree on that? Yeah. Yeah. So, just because obviously with the injury and everything. So, let's go. Because we want to get right to it. That's yeah. why. Yeah, we have That's to. why he started the whole thing for this for this team right here. I, I will neither confirm nor deny that. So, who <laughs> the team and the most to lose from the Clippers? Let's start with Dom. Go crazy. <clears throat> most to gain. Most again would be, I think the answer is both. I, I, I mean, I think the answer is the same. No, 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 no. I think the answer is the same, not both. The answer is Kawhi Leonard for both of them. Gotcha. I think Kawhi has the most to gain because if he can, he has to win a title. He has to do it again. Last year, okay, you got, you had the upset and everything like that. You feel me? You got fucked up. But you feel me? Kawhi has Kawhi has the most to um Kawhi has the most to lose just because I mean Kawhi has the most to gain because if he does, I think he cements himself as like a top twenty all time 
just because if he's going to go to three different teams, win three different finals MVPs, you feel me? That's, that's saying a lot. That would be crazy. And, you know, the teams around him, the, the, the teams around him have been good, and this is another good team. So if he can just, you know, bring them to another finals, then I think that, bring, I think that propels him. But if he loses, I don't think we can keep blaming called Paul George every time. So you feel me? If 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 the if the Clippers lose and Kawhi goes out there and sells right with Paul George like he did last year in Game Seven, again we all talk about how Paul George sold, but Kawhi was right there selling right with him. So I think if Kawhi does that, I think he'll be exposed a little bit, and I think that that could really hurt him in the in the in the all time rankings. Darnell, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's interesting, right? Because um, Don made some good points. I pretty much agree, um, but I think the most the most to gain would be Paul George because Paul George can he can elevate himself into past all of the criticism of last year. He can finally get past all of that, and I think. If he makes a run and they potentially make it to the finals, right? He can establish himself as a superstar, and everything that we thought he was is legit. And I think that's what he wants to do. And the most to lose is going to be Kawhi Leonard because Kawhi Leonard is the guy that, regardless of how they got there in the postseason last year, he was the guy that folded, but he does have a ring on his resume. He does have multiple championships, multiple finals MVPs. You can't take that away, but it's still the question of, was it Popovich? Was that run lucky um, with Toronto? Because they got some breaks in their favor. A lot of champions do, so it's you can't really discredit it, but we want to see if he could do it again, and I think he has the most losers in this run for the Clippers. Yeah, it's like you look at and you look at the teams – and like the Raptors again, the rap like we always talk about, you know how Pop is the best coach of all time, and how the how the Spurs team was so deep. He had Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker. That Raptors team was deep as fuck as well. Kyle Lowry, um, Pascal Siakam, Serge and Mark, Norm, Fred. Like that was a deep ass team, and OG didn't even yeah. play. So. Right. Yeah, I agree with you guys on who has the most to lose. I think it's definitely Kawhi. Um, we've been hinting toward it all year, so hey man, it's right there. Um, for that most to gain, I actually agree more with Darnell on Paul George, but it's not where I'm going. I'm gonna go Rajon Rondo because I think he really entered all mm, if he if he wins this, and it has to be him, if he wins this, he's gonna be the big the difference, obviously. Have let's say even if they don't win but gets to the finals, he would have gotten the three different finals. He would have, if they beat the Lakers, obviously, he would have led three to a couple of solid upsets with one of the Lakers and then beating Dame. And I think he enters kind of a lot of point top 10 point guard all time discussion. If he if he, if he wins a championship yeah. with them, that's three different ones, three different teams being a very important cog. Being really the starting point guard on all three. Um, 
And again, if, and the biggest thing to me is it would mean the Clippers did it and the Lakers didn't, and it would be him being the difference, right? So that'd be the mm-hmm. thing. That, I agree, but, but Paul George, yeah, he could definitely rise big time. Um, he could wipe away all his, really all of his, the marks on his career. He just had one postseason. He still has one postseason. Like he's exploding through it. Um, but that's where we are. Let's go. Damn, three different answers. They were all, they were all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I made up the segment on the fly, man. It's right there for it. Right there for yeah. it. Um, we can go to Mavs. Let's go to Mavs real quick. Who do you think has the most to gain and most to lose from um, Darnell, what are your thoughts? We might all agree, but I'm not sure. I think the most to gain and most to lose is Chris Asports Ingus. Yeah. It's yep. it's simple because yep. <laughs> you, look, yeah. you look at Porzingis and he's been can can he be the second best player on a championship team? Like that's the question. I think a lot, I think he has the potential, but he hasn't shown the willingness or the ability to stay healthy. I think that's the biggest knock on him right now in his career. And he's just not been there for his team. Like, and the Mavericks need him. Luka's been doing it by himself, and he needs that co-star to kind of – people are forgetting how young of a player Luka is. Like, he's not supposed to be – he's supposed to be the secondary star right now, being carried to a championship, possibly. Like, not – being the guy to have to do it all on his own. Like, so Porzingis is, he's got to step up. And if he does step up, he can establish himself as the guy with Luca and really get a lot of money because I think he's going to be coming up in the next couple of years, if I'm not mistaken. And as far as how much he has to lose, like it goes the same. Like you look at the way the season's, the last couple seasons panned out in Dallas. A lot of the finger point has been at Porzingis. And if he does it again where he doesn't show up and he's not available for the team or he just underperforms, he's going to be right out of town. Like, I don't think they changed coaches. They're not moving Luka, obviously. So he's the one that's got to go. And he's that's the move that they're going to make if he doesn't show up big time in the, in the postseason. Yep. Dom, what were your thoughts? I agree. I just think <clears throat> only thing I had to say is dark horse for most to gain would be um, Rick Carlisle, just because if he can take them deep and, you know, potentially, I don't think they'll win a title, but if he can, you know, finesse a title anytime soon, I, you know, he only got one on his resume. He only did the one with Dirk. But if he can, find, if he can just finesse another one, you know, I think that would definitely improve him in, you know, the coaching hierarchy, the all-time coaching hierarchy. But, I mean, aside from, you know, that – aside from a miracle, then it's Chris Stapps. I think we should make this very clear real quick that if they don't – if they do somehow – if they beat the Clippers, they would play the Jazz or the Warriors. I think they're beating either one of those teams. That means suddenly you have a conference finals appearance, um, which is huge. I also think it's very interesting that neither one of us put – none of us put Luka. And I think that the reason is because he already gained all he could last year, you know. We already know who he is, in my mm-hmm. opinion. We know he's about it. Yeah. He's there. About to be one of the greatest players ever. 
um, just about the team around him. And so I agree with definitely Chris Ops. Um, it's really, really his health. I think if he's just out there, it'll be enough. And they could beat the Clippers. He's just there being big. But we don't know if he's healthy. We do. almost did it last year. We actually do know that most of the time he won't be healthy. And so that's going to be obviously what this comes down to. Um, yeah. Hey, let's go right to it. Portland, most to gain, most to lose from this postseason. Um, start with Dom. Obviously, <clears throat> the most to gain would be Lillard. Like, <laughs> no, no discussion there. Um, you know, if Lillard, if Lillard will can ever get over the hump, if it'll, if it ever happens, then you feel me. Obviously, he cements himself as, you know, he he'll do the same thing that we're saying with Giannis. He'll bring loyalty back if he's gonna talk about it every day. Then you feel me? If he wins his title off of it, then I mean, it's gonna it's gonna change people's perceptions out there, but. We know the team isn't the best built, and we know that CJ CJ can go off for seventy, and Lillard we got all the credit. So, <laughs> like Lillard, Lillard's got the most to gain out here. Who has the most to lose? Terry Stotts, just because. I mean, there's nothing that they're going to do with the team out there. Really, it shouldn't even be Terry Stotts. It should be the GM. Honestly, yeah. GM hasn't really built the right team around them either way. But as we see with the Celtics. When the GM sucks, we blame the coach. So, you feel me? I feel like the coach should be the one on. I mean, the GM should be the one on the hot seat. But since that's not, but since the GM's not going to be the one to be, you know, moved away, then you feel me? I think that it's just going to come down to Terry Stotts. And I and you know, people always like to make this comparison about you know loyalty between Steph Curry and Damian Lillard. People are like Lillard's more loyal. Because uh, Steph's team, Steph's had a better team around him, blah, blah, blah. Steph had Kevin Durant join them, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's not like Golden State's just this big market team either. Before Steph Curry was relevant, whoever went there? Who went there in free agency? Who sat there and was like, hey, let's go to Oakland? Nobody. So it's like Steph Curry made that destination, obviously, and then the GM, Bob Myers and Jerry West, when he was, you know, there at the time, you know, he made the moves. They got, they got Clay, they got Draymond, they got, um, they traded for Bogut and they got, um, you know, Durant signed there because obviously they were a great team and that's where he wanted to go. But Portland hasn't been able to make the same type of moves. So again, that falls back on GMing. If, if, if Portland was a team that went 73, nine, you don't think Durant would have thought about going there. Like, you feel me? It's, so Golden State was making the right moves. So I think at this point, Portland Portland falls on the GM more than anybody else. You just haven't put the right players around them. You're just going to keep getting a bunch of six-foot guards. That's all, you, that's all you're going to look for in the draft. You're just going to find every six-foot guard possible. I mean, you can't build a team like that. And then you're going to try and trade for fucking bum-ass centers. Then it's just nothing you can do with that. Or no? I think the most to gain is obviously going to be Damian Lillard because he can establish himself as one of this era's elite point guards because Kyrie's done it, Steph's done it. Can he put himself in that category with those two? I think that's going to be the conversation. 
And people already, makes, a lot of people have Lillard higher than Kyrie for whatever reason. I, I know they do, but in the all-time rankings, if like if the Nets win another championship and Kyrie has two, it'll hard. It'll be hard for you to look back and say that Damian Lillard was a better player. Yeah. So that's why I say if he gets a championship or because he'll be he'll be doing it as the number one guy. Kyrie did it borderline as a number two, number three guy. So that's number the biggest two. difference. <laughs> no, I mean if he oh this year his I don't know if he's gonna be the two or three. Um, oh. But so I got Damian Lillard as the person with the most to gain. The most to lose is just like Dom said, is is uh Terry Stotts because we know he's out of there if they get bounced early, which is likely because the Blazers, we know they they don't play defense, they're a poorly constructed team. Like like Dom said again, his probably should be the GM, but we know these things lead the coaching high uh because the GM is the guy that hires the coach, he's most likely the guy to save his job is gonna fire the coach. So we know how that plays out. So I got the pretty much the same answers. I got Dame obviously most to win. And the only reason Dame doesn't have the most to lose is because it's been made clear that he can never go down from whatever status he has, Mr. Loyalty. If that were the case, he got most to lose. Because if they lose to the Nuggets in the first round, I'm telling you, there's no way they should lose the Nuggets in the first round. None. But even if they did, it doesn't matter. So, fine. Um, I, have a real, I have a real genuine question. I have a real genuine question. Why does Lillard get so much more love than, like, Giannis? Because of the spectacular like, fashion in which he played. It's that and the fact he's not seven feet tall. Seven feet tall guys always going to get less love than guys who are shorter. It's just a fact. It's like saying watch that's true. That's true. Cause that's that's true. That's fair. I'll give you that. Um, but yeah, it's that more relatable fact. Yeah. I think I actually think the most elite, you guys said the GM, so I'm not gonna beat that down. I think the most elite other than him or Stotts actually would be CJ McCollum. Cause if they actually wanted to be better, that would be the move that they should make. They probably wouldn't for monetary for a bunch of other reasons that matter basketball. But they were sticking purely basketball, and they lost. They're like, "What can we do to get better?" The move would be to trade CJ McCollum. I don't think they'd ever do it. It's too loyal. Whatever. Same with Dame. They're trying to find every other way. They're trying to find every other way possible. Yep. Every other way they can build a team except for trading CJ. But it, the answer right there. So one of these years they're gonna have to look at the answer and be like, "Well." We ran out of time. Or they won't. <laughs> or they won't. Very true. <clears throat> so we will we'll see what happens there. Um, I'm not gonna go with the Warriors, by the way. I'm just gonna just give the last one because you know, pretty obvious as well. Yeah, we already know the answer. Yeah. Stuff but, stuff. Yeah, stuff. <laughs> but with the Lakers, who got the most to gain and most to lose? Uh start with Darnell here. Most to gain is probably Anthony Davis, surprisingly, over LeBron James. I think Anthony Davis can 
establish himself as the premier big in this league because if he does it in another postseason run, we're going to say all we want to about Jokic, all we want to about Embiid, but we're going to say the real big man that you want on your team is Anthony Davis because he gets it done in postseason. And he's had that success, and he's proved that he can get it done on a big stage. So I think he has the most to gain and most to lose is probably LeBron because – I think LeBron was inching close to potentially seeing a window of five championships, maybe six. And if he gets the, the door slammed shut on his face, I think it's going to be a big, uh, a big hit to his, you know, legacy and chasing Jordan six championships. So I think he has the most to lose in this situation for the Lakers. Hmm. Dom, what are your thoughts? Biggest to gain is Dennis Schroeder <clears throat> because he he he's the one that just he denied the contract and he betting on himself. He does this, he can establish himself as a premier point guard in the league. He can establish he can put himself right there. We don't talk about him when we talk about the best point guards, but again, I watched the Nets go ahead. I watched the Nets without you know LeBron AD and without James Harden and with half of Kevin Durant. And I watched Kyrie and and, and Dennis Schroeder go head to head and basically equal each other if in fact Dennis was a little better that game so you feel me Dennis Schroeder has a lot to gain out of this one and for who has the most to lose it's Andre Drummond honestly more than more than the rest of them like because Andre Drummond was signed there to be the piece the missing piece that they needed the the answer to you feel me Brooklyn's big three he's the one that they brought in where it's like he's here because he's gonna be the one and so if they lose this time it's going to be like, damn, bro, you really not shit. Because, like, you feel me? You were with Detroit. Feel me? Detroit ass. Okay. You got an excuse. We got it. Cleveland. Cleveland ass. Okay. You got an excuse. We got it. You sitting there with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. You sitting there with Dennis Schroeder who want this shit that bad, bro. You can't be the problem. You can't be the problem. I don't think – I don't. he won't get the blame. He won't get the same blame as LeBron and AD obviously would if they fold. They'll get the most blame. But who has the most to lose? If Drummond don't win this title, bro, he Drummond thinks he a max contract player. If he don't win this title, who going to want him? He was just traded for a second-round pick and then bought out. Drummond got the most to lose here. Most to gain. Point. You didn't even mention about like, Schroeder that in all that most of the game, he, LeBron also waited for him to come back before he was going to step on the court how important he was. Yeah. Ron tried three games without him. He was like, no fucking what, actually. <laughs> Let me just wait. Most again, I'm going to go. I'm actually going to go Frank Vogel here. I think that the more I watch them, they really are one of the best coach teams in the league. Um, because they do they win a lot of games, they have no business winning. And I think that if they were to beat the Nets, that it would have to be do some part because Frank Vogel makes some adjustment. It's a great adjustment against against them in the finals. Um, and we've just seen him do it now over the postseason. He makes them quit. We saw it against the Rockets. He's like, no, nah, we're not gonna mess around with this. We're just gonna go that, that, that. AD can play a five, get over it. They're not going to, and they win and beat them in five. They just make quick work of them. Um, so we see him do that a lot. And I think this 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 year more than last year would take some coaching adjustments. 
possibly to beat the Clippers, but definitely to beat the Nets. And I'm interested to see what he would do. But every time I watch, I mean, on a game-by-game basis, he really pulls the right strings. Made Taylor a point guard for a whole game and beat the four seed in the East. So it's like, you know, I think that people are going to kind of notice it more and more how good of a coach he is. Um, or at least start putting in a discussion if he went back to back. Because again, that's how Spolster got his name. Spolster to me is the best coach in the league. So I, I and I think Vogel is close. You know, everyone forgets he took the face yeah. to the conference finals. Um, just because yeah, he won a title with LeBron, but you know that gets overlooked. But they don't. They already don't disrespect him like they disrespected Ty Lue or Mike Brown or even Spolster for a year. They already don't do that to Vogel. So if he wins another one, think- or Mr. Blatt. <laughs> But yes, that dude straight got fired on his off day. Um, yeah, or like that. So, yes, like one of those things. As far as most to lose, I really do feel like it would be AD, but I feel like AD did enough to where now you can't completely blame him, right? And I want to say, not after one season. Yeah, I, I want to. I want to say Braun, but I don't think it's impossible if they were to lose this year for him to win another year. To me, it would be LeBron if this was like the end of the window, but I just don't know if it's the complete end of the window. Because even if the Nets were to win it, I think if the Bucks win it, I think that ends a lot of windows. I think everything's in chaos then. The Bucks fucking do it. Because then it's like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? It's like, damn, he, he did it. And, you know, they can get better. I think if the Nets do it, though, there's always a possibility they collapse in a year. Always. So, especially especially if they win it. Because then it'd be like, all right, what else do we have to do in our careers for real? Um, and the Sixers, you know, even if they win it, they're not going to work hard anyway. So, I, I, think it's, I think it's AD. I'm going to go AD by a little bit. Just because we already know if LeBron doesn't get a ring on social media, all the LeBron fans got a point somewhere. Schroeder not there yet. They're not even going to look at Drummond on the radar like that. Unless he plays really bad, which he can. It could be Drummond, but it's going to be smack AD. Everyone's going to forget that last year he won the finals in his first year with LeBron, something that no one else ever really did. Um, and he hit game-winning shots, you know, in the in the conference finals. He hit a game-winner against the Nuggets. And was like, that never happened. Don't remember it. Sorry. And it's going to go to straight to blaming him. So – as if he didn't do anything, as if he's not a Hall of Famer. That's what I think has the most to lose. Well, I think in terms of social media, when I was saying Drummond, I was saying in terms of, like, his future, I was saying, like, I don't know who would want him after this if he failed to contribute to a LeBron and AD championship. I hear what you're saying, but I also don't know who's going to want him even if he does. That could propel him. Not he's not gonna get a max like he think he will, but somebody will take that. Brought that gave Dwight Howard a contract. Don't forget, Dwight Howard was right out the league. I mean, the two starters on that team became Ben's players, and one of them got traded. So again, yeah, like propel him where you know. And and him being a loser, I mean, his career status is kind of like, ah, he's a good player. It's not, like, close to that. 
AD people would immediately be like, oh, he can't do it without LeBron, which LeBron's still there, but whatever. Right? So then it would, be, it would become, oh, what did he do without him? Blah, blah, blah. He sold, blah, blah, blah. This, that, the other. Last postseason, this didn't happen. AD's just not as good as we think he is. Um, don't let him get hurt. Not allowed to do that. So there's all these other components to me with AD, but hey, man. Let's get into I mean, it. honestly, if the AD getting hurt wouldn't be the worst thing for him, honestly. If he just if he just already don't have a reputation as being injury prone. Everybody already knows he's injury prone. It's like can you really be that mad at him for being hurt? True. I mean, in fairness, he doesn't get hurt in the playoffs, but I see I get what you're saying. He does have that reputation because he misses games. Even though LeBron missed just as many games this year, but we don't talk about that. Um, let's get into it, man. Regular season, great run, great, great year. So let's talk about it. Start, we'll start with you. I'm gonna break them down. Player of the year. This doesn't have to be your MVP. This could be just the player that you enjoyed the most, made the season the best for you, whoever. Um, coach of the year. Obviously, I was self-explanatory. Game of the year. What's your favorite game of the regular season? Um, dickhead of the year and highlight of the season. So, Darnell, we're going to start with you. Who gets those regular season superlatives? Yeah. Darnell? Man, Darnell dipped out. All right, Dom, we're going to go with you. What are your answers? No, my man. Oh, yeah, thanks. Nice of you to join us, man. <laughs> All right, ask the question one more time. Oh, my God. Player of the year, coach of the year, game of the year, dickhead of the year, highlight of the year. All right, so for my player of the year, I'm going with the would-be MVP, and I'm going to go with Steph Curry. So for my coach of the year, I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with Quinn Snyder. I would go for Tom Thibodeau, even though that's my coach of the year, but – for this one, I got to go with Clint Snyder. For my – I'm going to go game of the year. I'm going to go game of the year to another – I can't really come up with a game of the year. There's too many of them. But for my dickhead of the year, I got to go with – I got to go with Myers Leonard, man. Like, nothing <laughs> stood out just like quite like Myers Leonard and his <laughs> debacle on Twitch. So, Myers Leonard, you get to the dickhead of the year because it was well-deserved, and we have not heard anything from you since. So, that was well-deserving there. And for my highlight of the year, I got to go with last night. I got to go with last night, the Brooklyn Nets in Showtime fashion. Yeah, there was a play where Blake Griffin, he caught a tip. It was tipped up in the air. It was a Jetty Osmond uh, turnover, and he threw it behind his back up front, up up court to Kyrie Irving, who tossed it ahead to Mike James, who threw it off the backboard to Kevin Durant, who slammed it with two hands off the backboard. Real, real uh, Harlem Globetrotter esque. So that's my highlight of the year. That was crazy. Definitely looked like Heat in 2011 um, type play right there. 
Dom, what are your answers? All right, so my player of the year will obviously be Wardell. It'll be Wardell Curry for his amazing season that he's had, even though he's not going to win MVP. He's the MVP of all of our hearts. Um, coach, go with Tom Thibodeau, of course. Um, game, I'm going to go with Washington versus Brooklyn before James Harden was there when um, when they did the little inbound shit and then Westbrook stole it, hit the three, and then Beal hit the three or whatever, however it went. I forget how exactly it went. That shit was like yeah. 146 to 145, though. Hey, Matthew stole the ball, kicked it out for three. Uh, yeah, yo, that shit, that that was game of the year for me. That shit was crazy. Yeah. Um, highlight of the year, hey man, I gotta go with the reason I picked it, man. Why the reason it became a thing, man? Because I really sat there and we were really watching the Seventy Sixers and the Atlanta Hawks play, bro. <laughs> and on this, and on the side, and on the side laptop, bro, we just see this man shooting around. <laughs> Shooting around, shooting around, <laughs> shooting around. <laughs> there's a there, there's a whole other game going on. The Boston Celtics are, are getting blown out by thirty to the San Antonio Spurs. Nobody cares. Nobody. Cares. You know the best part. I don't even think we had the sound up. We were just sitting there watching him nope. shoot around every part on the court. <laughs> Not talking. Nothing else was going on, bro. And every everybody in the room, bro. Everybody in the room was just glued on that. Even the people we were, we were a couple other people. They was like, "Damn, we want to watch this too." <laughs> <laughs> like They're literally, bro. Yeah, one of them is basketball fan. It's just him. It's crazy. They were seventy sixers fans with the seventy yeah. sixers on TV, and everybody ignored the seventy sixers to watch LeBron shoot around. It was honestly magical. Just for LeBron to go out there, lose, then lose again, and then never play for the rest of the season. <laughs> he played the last two games, but you know. Not to play before. You know. They didn't know Schroeder was the one they should have had to shoot around on. Yeah. But... <laughs> Damn. Now, now we know. We <laughs> <laughs> you know Schroeder's the most important player on the team. Huh? <laughs> oh, who's your dickhead? Oh, dickhead. I ain't gonna lie, bro. I really, really, really want... There, there was a few candidates. There really were. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, <laughs> Kevin Durant was up there. Huh? I said it was a deep field. You said what? Yeah, it was, it, was a lot, it was a lot of players that wanted it, bro. There was a lot of people that wanted it, you feel me? Kevin Durant wanted it. Um, um, Myers Leonard, of course, wanted it. You know how bad I wanted to give it to DeMarcus Cousins. But you know what? It can't There's be. There's always one above the rest. Gotta be. Gotta be. It yeah. can't be now. Yeah. There's always one above the rest. <laughs> and you know what? There were a lot of times where I was like, damn, he wants it real bad. But it was one special moment of the season where <laughs> that man hopped on Twitter <laughs> and said, you know what? These whores need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> And take their, you know what? They do deserve more money, but you know what? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> after after this after this this is the same guy that led the league in technicals like last year. Basically, every year they were good. Got ejected, 
for kicking niggas in the nuts, punching another nigga in the nuts, and just overall being a dickhead. And you know what? I don't think he's ever won Shaqed in a Fool or nothing like that. But you know what? Dickhead of the dickhead of the day, dickhead of the year. This is a first time thing. <clears throat> I don't think anybody else does it. And you know what? He's been fighting for this for years. He's wanted this for a long time. <laughs> so you know what? Mr. Draymond Green. <laughs> Draymond really said, Draymond really said, little bitch, shut the fuck up. Tell your best friend. Shut the fuck up on Twitter. Draymond said, I'm tired <laughs> of hearing you dumb ass bitches complain. <laughs> like, bro, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? It was just that. It was a lot of moments that happened. There was a lot of moments that happened this year that I was like, damn, you fucked up. But Draymond, what? <laughs> I'm gonna make mine really quick. Steph player of the year just because he had to play with Draymond. And Draymond's the second most important player. Most important player he had. <laughs> I can tell you everything you need to know. There you go. Coach of the year, Quinn Snyder. Adam was my coach of the year anyway. Um uh game of the year. I'm gonna go with uh, the Mavericks playing the Grizzlies and Luca hitting a one foot runner. There's the one game I vividly remember every part of watching. That game, another one that can be second, really was the Clippers versus the Nets when Paul George had a chance. Mr. Three. Oh man. Damn. Yeah. Me and Don both sitting there watching that, jumping up and down. He picked the Clippers for some reason. And crumbled to the floor. Great. He really, he really, he really chose his game of the year to watch Paul George. <laughs> that's that's just that's ah, my just game ridiculous. of the year was my game of the year. I said my game of the year was Mavericks because he hit one for runner. But we only had to talk about one. He just threw out there. Paul, he just had to throw out. Didn't, the when I said, a, when, I said wait, 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 wait. when I said awards, weren't you giving out top threes? I can't mention two games. That's crazy. I mentioned one because Darnell didn't mention any, so it's just another game for people to think about. I got mine. You no, know, mine is Cavs Nets. The the, net, the big three debut where Colin Sexton hit a three pointer over over Kyrie to win the game True. in overtime. That was the highlight of the cast. So, so all of us chose them. That just shows you how much that everyone wants to watch the Nets. <laughs> we'll for, for no matter who they play. Yeah. <laughs> um, my highlight of the year, I got to agree with Dom. On both highlight and dickhead of the year. Let's make it very clear. Um, I mean, yeah. <laughs> just, I, I was there. It was crazy. I couldn't believe it. We had a D-Day event that night, and I didn't want to go. I was like, damn it, I kind of just want to watch this dude lose. We didn't know he was going to lose, but, you know. Against the Kings. We should have, though. Against the Kings with no De'Aaron. No, we shouldn't have. What are talking about? Um, I said we should have known. Oh, yeah. Should have known. And Dick of the Year, obviously, Draymond Green, man. He went he, – he was all over the place this year, man, talking about – these teams are never loyal to players, even though he got huge contracts from his one team um, that he shouldn't get, by the way. Um, to say he's tired of the girls complaining. I don't know about that. I don't, I don't agree with that. Okay. I don't think he shouldn't deserve – you don't think he deserves his contracts? No, that's a bit much. Anyway, we only got 30 seconds before it ends, so if you'd let me finish, that'd be great. Um, so from that to saying girls, you know, shut up about your money and your equal rights, to saying st- – 